Shalom to all the nations of the earth. You are listening to Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Samantha Mahoney and I want to do a three-part um, series on mountains. Do you know that mountains are mentioned over 500 times in the Bible? Today I want to have a look at two of those mountains. One is a physical mountain and one is a purely spiritual mountain. The first one is Mount Sinai. That's the physical mountain. I want to read you from Hebrews 12 verse 18. It says, For you have not come to the mountain that may be touched. That's showing you that we haven't come there and it's not a physical mountain that you can touch. That burned with fire and to blackness and darkness and tempest and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words so that those who heard it begged that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure what was commanded. And if so much as a beast touches the mountain, it shall be stoned or shot with an arrow. And so terrifying was the sight that Moses said, I am exceedingly afraid and trembling. So it's saying that we have not come to this physical mountain. This mountain is where the Israelites came to when they left Egypt. This is the mountain that God planned his meeting face to face with his people to be their God and them his people. This was the place that he wanted to have the encounter. And so he gets them to prepare themselves for three days to make themselves pure. And can you imagine the sight and the sound and the the awesomeness of that encounter where that fire and smoke descended on the mountain. That mountain lifted up over the people to form a hoopah or a covering um, to do with the commands that he was about to release them. He desired to have in contact with his people, face to face, intimate contact with each of them. But here in this verse, it says that the people were so terrified, they couldn't listen to the words being spoken to them anymore. They couldn't endure it. And they said to Moses, you, are, you speak to God, you come back and you tell us what he says and we'll just do it. Now, when I talk about that physical mountain, Mount Zion, lifting up over the people, I know that a lot of you might think, well, where's that in the Bible? That's just fairy tales. Well, let me give you a scripture reference. Deuteronomy 4 verse 11 says, And you came near and stood under the mountain. Under means under, right? And here it is in the word. There's something supernatural about this encounter that maybe we don't see today, so we have trouble believing. But there it is, black and white. You came near and you stood under the mountain. This mountain represents the Aaronic age, the church age, and the kingdom age. What are those ages about again? It's everything on this side of the veil, the earthly realm, connected to Mount Zion, the physical, the fleshly realm. Um, it's to do with having a mediator, just like Moses was, between God and man, where people go, I can't inquire of God by myself. So if I need a prophetic word, I need to go to the prophet, and he's going to give me a word from the Lord. Or if I need a healing, I'm going to the healer or the worker of miracles, because they hear from God and they need to do this for me. Or if I'm having problems in my marriage or um, whatever it is, who do I phone? I don't phone God. I phone the pastor. And say, Pastor, pray for me. i got a sore thumb or whatever it is. So we, we have this mediator between God and us. We want them to do it. We could very well go to the same place that they're about to go anyway. That's this side of the veil. We can even hear it in our language. 
where in our worship times or our prayer times, we go, God, we're having this meeting. Would you please come down and would you let your presence fill us? Can we see you here? If he did that, oh my gosh, we're all toast. Because it says that the hills melt like wax at the presence of the Lord. You call him down into this realm, into the natural realm, bye-bye. That is where that saying say, that says, um, no man shall see God and live. That's exactly true. If you call him down into this realm, if the hills are going to melt, what's it going to do to your physical body? But there's something more than this. There's something more that God has for us. So let me just remind you, it says, you have not come to the mountain that may be touched. Okay. But this is where you have come and it's Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem, to the myriad of angels in festive gathering, to the general assembly and the assembly of the firstborn who are registered as citizens in heaven. You've come to God, who is the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, to the sprinkled blood which speaks of mercy, a better and a nobler and a more gracious message in the blood of Abel which cried out for vengeance. So do you see here that it says you have not come to that mountain, but now you've come to another mountain, which is Mount Zion, which is a spiritual mountain. In this place, it says you've come to God. So here it is. You can see God and live because it says when you come up into Mount Zion, you can see God and live. You can see the uh, cloud of witnesses, the, the just men um, made perfect. You've come to Jesus, the mediator. You can see him face to face. You can see the... Um, the myriad of angels, that's in the realm of Mount Zion. It's a spiritual mountain and it's connected to the ages of sonship, the age of peace, the age of Zion, the age of perfection. What is it about these ages that is different from Mount Zion and from the church age and from the kingdom age? Now it says that he has written his laws on our heart. Every man will know him from the greatest to the least. You want your healing? You're going to go and get it from him. You want to be tutored and trained in the ways of God? You're going to engage his government. Who, who is his government? It is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, because it says you've come to Mount Zion and they're all there. You come to um, engage with the seven spirits that are before the throne. This is the government of heaven. In this place, accessing Mount Zion, the spiritual mountain in the age of sonship, you now have access to go into that realm because you are first a spirit being before you are a natural being. We've forgotten where we've come from, so we don't know how to access it again. And I want to tell you when I say where you've come from, I don't mean when you were conceived and you were birthed into this earth. That is not your point of origin. Your point of origin is... As Psalm 87 verse 5 says, we were birthed into Mount Zion, different places on the mountain. Which means that's where you came from. Before anything was even created, you were birthed into Mount Zion. That's your, that's your place of origin. Your spirit is ancient. It's not as old as your physical body is. You have a, um, a memory of something in the spirit and you are now being invited back there. Jesus Yeshua has made the way for us to access this place in Mount Zion again. So we have to start remembering where we've actually come from. 
So let me get back to mountains. Why mountains? What's mountains all about? Whenever you see mountains in the word, it's referring to a governmental system. And I just want to point out one or two stories to do with that. Matthew 17, um, from verse 17 to 20, it, it talks about how the disciples could not cast out a demon from a boy. Um, and Jesus was up on the Mount of Transfiguration. So he comes down and just like that, he casts the demon out. And they say to him, why could we not do it? He goes on to say it's because of their unbelief that they were not able to cast it out. And then I'm just going to read Matthew 17, 20. It says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be moved from here to there and it will move. What this is saying is that that boy had a demonic governmental system operating in his life. And if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this governmental system, move from here to there and it will move. I mean, it could very well be talking about a physical mountain. But when we're talking about the boy, why, why would Jesus bring in a mountain into the story of a boy who has a demonic possession? It's because there's more to it. There's a mystery level to this mountain thing that we're not getting if we just try and understand it, understand it with our logic. There's another story about a man who it says wandered among the tombs day and night. It says he cut himself and he was so fierce that none could pass that way. There are some governmental systems in the earth that are restricting the kingdom purposes from being released in the earth. So Jesus gets in the boat, he crosses over to the other side and he deals with that. It's 10, there's 10 cities there. There's 10 governmental systems that were in that one particular man that were, were trying to topple kingdom purposes. Yeshua, Jesus, is the highest governmental authority. So all he does is he speaks a word and the demonic system topples. Colossians 1 verse 16 says, For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. Now, if he's created everything, then everything is subject to him, right? There's no higher authority. I mean, it even talks about, can the servant say to the master, I'm greater than you? Or, no, it doesn't work. And he's the creator of everything, which means everything, every governmental system answers to him <clears throat> and to his authority. So what was Yeshua's modus operandi when he cast out these things? How did he do it with just a word? Remember, he said, I always do what I see my father doing. What he did to see what his father was doing is he ascended into the mountain. Now, when you read mountains and Jesus went up in the mountain, we, we forget that word into the mountain and we go, no, no, he climbed up the side of it. No, that's not what the word says. So let me just read you a few examples. It doesn't say it in one place. It says it in many places throughout scripture. Numbers 13 verse 17 says, Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and he said unto them, Go you up this way southward and go up into the mountain. Hello? He didn't say go up the side of the mountain. How? Tell me this. If it was up a physical mountain, how are the spies going to spy what's going on in the land from up in the top of the mountain? As far as I know, there were no binoculars in those days. So how are they going to spy out the land from somewhere up in the top of a mountain? It doesn't make sense 
that this would be a physical mountain that Moses was talking about. They go up into a spiritual mountain and we know that they know how to do this because it says that Moses, Nadab, Abihu and 70 of the elders went up into a mountain and they saw God face to face. They ate and drank with him. They had fellowship with him. So they know how to access that spiritual mountain. They know how to go up into a mountain. It was the 10 that came down that said, oh no, we're like grasshoppers in, you know, next to these giants. We can never take it. They came down and out of that spiritual place, they lost their perspective from the heavenly realm and they saw things with their natural eyes and they were terrified. But we know that Joshua and Caleb say, no, we got this. We can take it. They stayed up in that mountain looking at things from Yahweh's perspective and they said, we, we can take this land. We've got it. Let me look at another one. Deuteronomy 1 verse 24. And they turned and went up into the mountain, not up the side of it, into the mountain. And they came unto the valley of Eshkol and searched it out. Just, just hold on a minute. If it was a physical mountain, how would you go up the mountain to come to a valley? That doesn't make any sense. There's more to this thing than what our logic tries to explain to us. Deuteronomy 32, 49 says, get up into this mountain, Abram. Even Abraham knew, or Abram at that time, knew how to ascend up into a spiritual mountain. And that's an instruction that was given to him. Let me look at this other one. And, and I think I'll end it on here. And then I'll continue my next part in another date. But Matthew 4, verse 8 says, the devil took him up into an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world. Well, if that was a physical mountain, you explain to me how it's possible to see all the kingdoms of the world from a mountain top, if it's a physical mountain that we're talking about. So I went to the Gospel of Google, <clears throat> and I did a search to find out about the highest mountain and the highest mountain in the in the world and what its footage is and as well as the highest mountain in Israel. And this is what Wikipedia said. It said the southern slopes of Mount Hermon extend to the Israeli occupied portion of the Golan Heights. A peak in this area rises to 2236 meters. It's the highest elevation in the Israeli controlled territory. That's what Wikipedia says, okay? Whether you believe it or not, if you want to add on a couple thousand meters, that's fine, do that. But still, you're still not going to be able to dispute my point by the end of this. Mount Everest is Earth's highest mountain. Its peak is 8,848 meters above sea level. So that's a good 6,000 higher than what Mount Hermon is. Even if I went to the top of Mount Everest, I could not see all the kingdoms of the world from that physical mountain. So we know that what God is talking about or what the scripture is talking about is not a physical mountain. It's a spiritual mountain. Matthew 14, 23. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. That's Yeshua. So you want some New Testament scriptures? Here are some. Mark 9 verse 2. And after about six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and leadeth them up into a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. <clears throat> 
so i'm going to end it on that what we're talking about in mount zion uh, mount zion is not a physical mountain today we have access into mount zion which is that spiritual mountain where our perspective is yahweh's perspective i'm going to carry on part two in my um in my next podcast but this is just an introduction to those mountains i hope you have a blessed day and i'll see you next time shalom